Would you like to know the biggest emotional problem the average person faces that you likely also face? The biggest problem is that we believe that we are not meant to have these amount of problems or these types of problems, whatever the problems may be. Just this overall belief that we're not supposed to have them. And the reality is, is that that's just not true. Life is meant for us to deal with problems. We're always going to have them. And with it comes our emotions. We're always going to have our emotions. Those don't go away either. So we must then learn to manage our emotions and understand emotional management or building our EQ, our emotional quotient. It's the same thing as your IQ. And it's something, thankfully, that you can continue to grow and get better at your EQ, your emotional management. And so with it, we're going to be breaking it down. There are three qualities of an emotion being how, number one, we experience life. Number two, the physical experience attached. And then number three, our choice or second emotion, right? These three qualities to an emotion. And then from there, I want to give you two ways that we can go ahead and deal with our emotions and feel the way that we truly want to feel at least more often, because ultimately there are two ways that people are dealing with it. Number one, and you've seen this before, you've probably done this before, definitely done this before, which is to be reactive. And then the second way is to respond resourcefully. So we're going to really dig into this today as we go through today's Gen Ed class. Again, the biggest problem that we face is that we believe we're not meant to have or supposed to have problems. But again, the reality is, is that we do have and will have problems. So the question to ask yourself is, what kind of tolerance have I built up for handling problems? Because if you don't have a tolerance for it, you're going to freak out right away. You might fold right away because you, again, don't have a tolerance. It's going to overwhelm you like crazy. And so with it, you may need to literally go out and deal with more problems to then go ahead and build your capacity for dealing with problems because you may not have much of one. And if you do, well, then from there, how can we have higher or better quality problems? Because again, we're not going to stop having problems. It's just going to turn into the way in which we manage our problems. And then from there, the types of problems that we then earn our ability or earn our right to get to handle. Like, I don't know about for you, but I know for me, I would rather deal with multi-million dollar problems than, than deal with hundred dollar problems, right? So with it, let's go over our emotions and the qualities that make up an emotion. There are three, starting first with how we experience life. So for example, I remember one of my more fond memories, if not one of my happiest memories, being when I had taken a trip with my family to Bimini. We were all having a wonderful time out there in Bimini. We were there for like a week. And then one of the mornings I got up, I made myself eggs, chopped up ham, put it into the scrambled eggs and you know scrambled it all up, 
then went ahead, got some cheese, put it on top, toasted some bread, and then from there made this really, really awesome, yummy egg sandwich. Got a red Solo cup because we were in Bimini, so we just used disposables and filled it up about almost all the way to the brim with some solid orange juice. And I grabbed my sandwich and I grabbed my OJ and I walked over to the beach, couple minute walk, and then sat there along the beach, staring out into the horizon along the coast, seeing nothing but just water and horizon and just sitting and enjoying, eating the sandwich, drinking the OJ, washing it down, feeling the morning sun. It was like 10 a.m., just kind of piercing through, but not too harsh, but, but not too soft either. And it was just the perfect feeling. And did you notice the way in which I described that moment? Did it sound happy to you? Did it feel happy to you? Well, so this again goes into the first quality of an emotion. It's how we experience life. So it's very interesting, right? Then you could have had your own emotion tied behind the story I was sharing, right? It's how you're experiencing it. Heck, a part of you could have even gotten a little salty maybe, you know, and there, there's a hater out there like, oh my God, this guy, you know, taking trips to Bimini and, and, and sitting on the beach eating food. <laughs> like, sure, you know, but that's clearly a way in which you are experiencing life and that's going to be a quality of your emotion, right? It's the way in which you're going to experience it because if we look at a happy moment, what is it that makes a moment happy? Is it the moment or is it the meaning we give to the moment? What is it? Same thing with anger, right? Are we actually angry about this or are we just holding a grudge because we have such a deep meaning behind that moment? What is it really? So again, number one, the quality, the first quality of an emotion is how we're experiencing life. And then the second is followed by a physical experience. So again, if we just keep running with this idea, let's say that there's a hater out there and they're watching the episode and from there, they're feeling a certain way, right? And that might cause their heart rate to go up, their blood or, or their body temp to, to go up a little bit as well. They might get a little bit hotter, right? Their, their skin will flush because of this increased heart rate, this increased blood flow, right? Their pupils might dilate, their, their palms might get sweaty, right? There's going to be a physical experience attached to this. Same thing when we're in deep states of gratitude, it might not even be tears of sadness, right? It can be tears of joy, right? We can be moved to tears from how grateful and happy we can feel, right? Whatever the case scenario, but emotions will typically come with a physical experience. Same thing that it comes when we have a tremendous amount of anxiety, right? When we have a very angsty emotion where it's just like, oh, we're so pent up, right? And, and especially that can create something like when we have those that, that end up passing away, you know, broken heart syndrome, or maybe it's not a syndrome, but broken heart, whatever, where you have your soulmate that you've been married to for decades finally passes away. And then you're sitting there like, what do I do? And then you're just so in love and so torn and sad because of the departure that that emotional toll creates a physical experience that in that example led to their death, right? Because there is a physical experience attached to this. This is the second quality of an emotion. And then lastly, number three is our choice. It's the second emotion that we have. 
Because look, you're not a dog. You're not a cat. You're not an iguana. You're not a hippo. You know, you're not whatever any of these different types of animals. You're a homo sapien. You're a human being. You're a sentient creature that has consciousness and the ability to reflect, right? The, the tool of introspection. And so because of this, what's really interesting, and you've likely felt this, if not every time, definitely enough times that you notice when you get mad. You notice when you feel sad. You notice when you feel happy, right? You notice not only the meaning you're starting to give to something, but you also start to notice the physical experience that your body is having. And then comes the third quality, which is a choice. Do we feed into this emotion or do we choose another emotion? Because we have that option. We can choose a second emotion. All right. I know that this situation, these circumstances make me feel mad, but I choose to feel gratitude that at least I can deal with this versus being that. Right. We are able to create new spectrums to hold things on relative terms so that this way we can go ahead and move through things a lot more fast and not get bogged down by the emotions because it's just our limbic system, our ancestral brain doing its job to keep us safe. But it doesn't understand that we're not in the jungle anymore. Maybe some parts of the world you might be, but you know what I'm going with. <laughs> and then from there, there's two ways that we actually deal with these emotions. You know, the first one. It's reactively, right? It's the filling of the bottle until the bottle gets as full as possible. And then it bursts and explodes. And it was like, just out of nowhere, Susie, just like, I, I just said like, Hey, are you, are you feeling okay? Or is, is something wrong? And she just blew up on me and started talking about Christmas from last year. And like something about, about like a, a gift for, uh, for one of the other like holiday parties. I, I don't know what she's screaming about. Right. And it's the, that's what a lot of people do. You might do it too, where we reactively deal with emotions. And what that ends up doing is we either avoid it, right? Like we got a bad grade in school. And instead of dealing with the, the feeling that we have around that, we avoid it. And what happens when we avoid our problems? Yeah, of course, our problems start to fester and they get bigger. We know what happens, right? Because then that's the other thing is that ultimately it magnifies, right? We react to it. For example, like road rage, dude, I'm, I'm going to take a moment. Like road rage is something do not allow yourself to get into. I, I don't know about you, but I go through enough Reddit and through enough social media to see the stories, to see the posts and the videos of people going through some road rage, deciding to get out of car, start a fight with somebody. Yo, you don't know what somebody has or what someone's willing to do. And similarly, no one else knows what someone else is willing to do. So especially if you are starting a fight with someone else on the road or anywhere else, like you don't know if they might have a knife or any other sort of weaponry. So like, again, be careful and don't act reactively because sometimes we can magnify the situation and magnify the problem. And obviously I think we can agree. We don't want that because when emotions are high, intelligence or logic is very low. We're not thinking objectively. We're thinking subjectively and only in the moment. But of course we will see tomorrow. Remember tomorrow. And then from there, when we're able to at least remember tomorrow comes the second way in which we're able to deal with emotions resourcefully. 
And so what I mean by resourcefully dealing with emotions is that we must redefine these negative emotions or these negative signals into action signals, right? I feel mad. I feel frustrated. I feel anxious. I feel bothered. You know, I, I feel like procrastinating. I feel lazy. I feel dumb. Whatever you feel, can we take that signal, that negativity, and then use that as an action signal like, okay, if I feel this way, then I will do this. If I feel like a fat piece of poop, then I will go ahead and eat an apple and jog for five minutes, whatever. But the point is, is that we are trying to rewire our brains to understand what these emotions actually are because ultimately right now your body and your brain have a certain wiring within it to, okay, I saw this cue, this signal, I will then respond in this way. And especially most of the time, most of the day, we're not conscious, we're on autopilot. So we need to be mindful to that. And so then from there, redefine so that we can follow these two steps for empowerment. And the two steps of empowerment, number one is to listen and learn. Listen. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you're likely doing a good job of that, right? But genuinely, when you're there with people or in whatever the situation, something happens before you react. Can you just sit and think before you act? You might have heard that saying before. Think before you act. Just sit back, listen, listen to the external world, the people, listen to yourself and how you're feeling, right? And then learn from that. You're not going to get it perfect the first time. You're not going to nail this. You're not going to have your emotions underway, you know, but you're going to continue to learn if you are trying to use your abilities of reflection and introspection. And then from there, when we are listening and when we're learning, this is again, that action signal, that rewiring to what is the new action? What is the new move? What is the new attitude, the way in which I will operate instead of this emotion that is coming up? Obviously, it sounds very simple because it is simple, but I did not say that this is easy. This is going to take time and practice trying to work with our nervous system to not get jacked up right away whenever something happens that might otherwise rev up our nervous system. And so with that, if this was getting your nervous system to rev up, but ideally in a positive way, just make sure that all of your friends and family get to learn the same things that you're learning and growing from. Hit the subscription button, the notification bell, so that you keep on this and growing yourself. And we'll see you in the next episode in the next Gen Ed class. Have a great one.